Welcome back everyone. Uh, we're on the series called The Man in the Mirror. Uh, and today we're going to go deeper into understanding uh, our identity, our uh, character and the nature of the manifest sons. Now in Romans chapter 8 and verse 19, uh, Paul says that all of creation is longing for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now, he also says in, in, in his other letters that in the kingdom, in Christ, we are no longer Jew, nor Greek. We're no longer male, nor female. So I want to encourage, uh, when I, when we encourage you, when I say that, that, that all of creation is longing for the revelation of the sons of God, it's not gender specific. It, it, it's, about, it's about all who are in Christ, are being transformed into the image and likeness of the Son. So whether you're a woman or you're a man, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're Jew, whether you're Greek, you're Gentile, whatever it is, all of that gets removed away and you are positioned in Christ. You are in Christ and you are a son of God. And all of creation is longing for the son to be manifested through your life. They're looking for Jesus in you. So my hope uh, through this series is that you would discover your identity in Christ. You would discover the character of the manifest son. You would discover the nature of the son of God. And in that, you would begin to manifest it uh, in and through your life. So today, I want to talk about uh, the new creation. The title of my message is The New Creation. And I would love for you to open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we'll read verse 17. It's a, it's a very um, uh, a familiar scripture, uh, but I want to uh, really talk about this scripture and go in a little deeper, but also talk about the context of that this, this verse is in, uh, because God is going to re- reveal to us, he's going to take us into a dimension that we've never heard before. And this is a revelation of your nature. Every time we talk about Jesus, we're talking about you now. All right, so verse 17 says... Therefore, (laughs) if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm going to read it again. Therefore, if anyone, anyone, not just Christians, anyone who is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. This is a, uh, uh, this is a treasure that is hidden in a cave. This verse is a treasure that's hidden in a cave. And I really believe that God is shedding light upon us today. He's shedding light upon the scripture because I truly believe that Life Church Global has been given a mandate to become the who your son, who, to become the, the, the manifest son, to be transformed into the image and likeness of the son of God. Paul says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, it's a position. If you are in Christ, you are centered in Christ. You receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and now you are centered in Christ. You have the mind of Christ, and your life is pivots around the Word of God, Christ in you. Then there is a hope for glory for all of creation. But at the same time, the minute you are centered in Christ... He says, you are a new creation. He's not saying you will become. He's saying you are a new creation. You must understand the language of grace in the new covenant. This new covenant with Jesus Christ is that all who are in Christ, right, have become a new creation. Not will become, you have become. Which means that God has made a provision called new creation. For those who believe in Jesus, for those who are centered in Christ, if your, if your life is centered in Christ, then you have become a new creation. In grace, God has already finished the work and he's made the provision of the new creation to all those who believe in Jesus. But the interesting thing is, when you are centered in Christ, And you become a new creation. It says that all things, all things have passed away. 
and behold, all things have become new. It's very interesting here. The word, uh, when, when, when I went through the Greek and I, and I, and I looked at this, little, at this verse, it says that if anyone is in Christ, it's a position in Christ, he is a new creation. That, that phrase over there, he is a new creation, that you are a, an un, you've nev- you're a species that has never existed before, which means you are brand new. As a species, you're not human, but you're brand new. There's, there's, no, there's no term. The term for you is that you're a new creation. That's the term. You are a huyo son or a manifest son. That is the term that we use for people who are born again in the kingdom of God. You are not like a normal human being anymore. Yes, yes. Yes, I know you're manifesting human tendencies, but I want to let you know that the work that God has done because of Jesus Christ... He has made you a new creation. That he has made you a new creation. It means that you are, that, that this new creation has never been used before. It's a, a new creation. It means that, that you are fresh. You have a youthful energy in you. The, a new creation means that, that as a species, you're a novel. That's what it means. It means, it means that you're an episode. Which means, an episode means that it's in a series of letters in a book that is written to somebody. Does it sound familiar? It sounds familiar, doesn't it? It's a series of letters that has been written to people. So what am I trying to say? The new creation that is centered in Christ becomes a word that people read. Becomes a letter that people read. Now in those days, they did not have TV they did not have cell phones. They did not have, you know, things that you can look at like what we can right now. So we must understand that the technology that Paul was talking about, if you were to apply it in, the, in, in our day and age, he's saying this, that all of creation is looking for the sons of God, is looking for the new creation. So when, when, when I'm saying that God uh, in his grace has made the provision for a new creation, what I'm saying is this, that you are not a recreated or a better version of Adam. You are a progressive new creation that is being transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus who is the only begotten son. This is vital for us to understand because it sets the context for the rest of the message. We, God has, in his grace, in the covenant of grace with Jesus Christ, God has made the provision for all of humanity to have a new body, to be part of the new body. And every time you step into this thing called the new creation, when your mind is renewed by God's word and you are centered in Christ, you begin to manifest the body of Christ, this new creation body of Christ, which means your eyes begin to open. It says that all things, the old things have gone and behold, all things have become new. He's not talking about, he's not talking about the old creation looking at the new creation becoming new. In fact, he's, what, what, what I believe Paul is trying to say is that when you put on the new creation, your eyes begin to see all of creation according to the grace of God. And the way God sees all of creation is not that it is fading away. It's not that it is corrupting, but God sees all of creation according to the lens of the work of Jesus on the cross, the work of redemption. He sees all of creation with a glory that is about to be revealed. And when your eyes, this is, this is evidence that you are in grace, that you look at all of creation not as something that is fading away, but you look at all of creation with hope that their glory is going to be manifested in and through all of creation, that the glory of God is going to be manifested through all of creation. But your eyes will open to see that the old has gone and the new has come. 
You begin to see all of creation. You begin to see your boss in a different way in the office. You begin to see people on the road in a different way. You begin to see all the trees and all, all of the mountains and the seas. You don't look at it as with, with fear, with the lens of fear that everything is going to fade away. I've got to do something. I've got to do something. In grace, you see that God has already bought restoration to all of creation. He has already made the provision for it. This is phenomenal. If you understand, if you put on the lens of grace, it completely annihilates fear and anxiety out of your life. He says, all things, all things are gone. And behold, all things have become new. When you are a new creation, you begin to look at your life. The things in your life, you begin to look at it with grace. Grace says, grace is, is the power of God. Grace is not just the unmerited, fear of, uh, the, the unmerited favor of God, but grace is, uh, is the ability. Grace is the power. Grace is the character. Grace is the nature of God in you and me. And when we understand that this God has positioned us in grace, now... If we look at all of creation as if they are going to be condemned, as if they are going to fade away, and I need to do something about it, that means that Christ hasn't finished his work on the cross. That I need to do something in order for this to live. But if we understand the grace of God, when we are in grace and we are in Christ, we are in the finished work of Christ. This is powerful. This, we are in the finished work of Jesus. He has finished it. He has made the provision for all of creation, for you and all of creation to begin to reveal its glory. This is a glory that never fades away, but this is a glory that, that is an ever-increasing glory. God's desire for the earth is not that it should burn and be destroyed, God's desire for the earth is that you and I would redeem all of creation and reveal its glory. All of creation will begin to reveal its glory when you and I are in a perfect identity as the new creation. This is so powerful. So we must understand that when we are in Christ, God has made a provision for us to have a new body. Okay, he has made the provision already. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you are centered in Christ, he gives you a new body. Okay, I want you to go to Galatians chapter 26, uh, sorry, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 26 and 27. And I'm going to read this in the NLT uh, version of the Bible. Okay, so verse 26 says, For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Verse 27, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism, here we go, have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. This is amazing. He's saying, what he's trying to tell us is that when we are baptized with Christ. What is baptism? Baptism is a public declaration that I have become united with Christ. I've become united with him in his life, in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Which means when we went down into the water, we, went, we, we, made, uh, we made a public declaration that we are one with Christ. We are co-crucified with him. We are co-buried with him. And we are co-raised with him. The moment that we have experienced baptism... The book of Galatians says that we have put on Christ. I've put on Christ as if I have put on new clothes. See, the, 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 the issue with Christians is that even though they are born again, they don't know that they have new clothes. They don't know that they have put on a new body. You have put on Christ. You put on his body like new clothes. I want you to go to Colossians chapter 3. And we'll read from verse 9 and 10. And this is in the New King James Version. Verse 9 says, Since you have put off the old man with his deeds. Through baptism you've put off the old man with his deeds. And have put on the new man. Listen to this. Who is renewed 
in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So what, what Paul is trying to say here is that when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior and when we were baptized, we've put off the old man, the old things, and we've put on the new man. And this new man is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him. Very powerful. He's saying that um, as our mind is renewed. Now we may not be able to see the new clothes. We may not be able to see the new creation body that, that God has given us. But when our mind is renewed according to the image of him. Now the question I have for you is what is your image of Jesus Christ? What is the image of Jesus Christ? Is he still infant Jesus in the manger? Is he still Jesus of Nazareth? Is he still Jesus on the cross? Or is he Jesus, the one who was resurrected from the dead and is seated in, at the right hand of the Father and has all power and all authority in heaven and on earth and now he has given that body. Now something phenomenal happened to Jesus when he, when he died. He was resurrected. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and gives life to your mortal body. You must understand that the Spirit of God came and came into Jesus' body and resurrected or regened his body. Today, Jesus, it's not Jesus of Nazareth, it's not Jesus of the, uh, 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 the baby, it is Jesus, the resurrected Savior. What is your image of Jesus? Because According to Paul, he's saying, if your mind is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. It's very important. What you see, what you behold is what you become. And if you behold Jesus as the Christ who has a new body, not the body that walked on the earth. He has a new body. This is a new creation. He's a new species. If your mind is beginning to get renewed by that, now, Paul is saying that your body will begin to get transformed according to the image that you see. If your mind is renewed according to grace, then now you'll begin to experience the new creation body in your body. This is phenomenal. Now, it's very important that we understand that Christ has a new body. And we will manifest this body as our mind gets renewed with the knowledge, the new knowledge of his body. This is powerful. I know this is new revelation, but I want to tell you that this has always been in the Bible. It's just that God is revealing this to us in this season. As my mind gets renewed with Christ, who is as he is today, I will be transformed into as he is today. Now I'm not saying that infant Jesus is bad. Now I'm not saying Jesus who walked um, in the wilderness is bad. I'm not saying Jesus the healer, the teacher is bad. No, I'm not saying he was a man, but today he is fully God. And the more you are, you behold that image, the image of Jesus, the resurrected one. Jesus, the one who has power over death, who has overcome death, who has overcome sickness, who has overcome disease, who has overcome sin. If you can behold him, you will become like him. What, what, what does that mean? It means that Jesus, God chose to become like a man so that man, can become transformed into the image and likeness of God because there's a purpose for us on the earth. God has a purpose. He needs Jesus is everywhere. He needs people to understand that he made them, he's transformed them into the image and likeness of Jesus. And this now has a purpose. You have a purpose. This new creation being has a purpose. And all of creation doesn't know you exist until you begin to manifest the glory 
of the Son. Now I want to I want to take you back to Second Corinthians chapter five, and I want to show you now the context of what Paul is saying or giving us this scripture. This is very powerful. I want us to read from verse 14 onwards. Verse 14 says this, For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus, that if one died, if, sorry, that if one died for all, then all died. Wow, this, this is powerful. Okay, just stop there for, for a second. He's saying, when Jesus died on the cross, this is a grace revelation, okay? Don't look at it according to the law. Don't look according, according to the flesh. Look, look at this revelation according to grace. In grace, when Jesus, 2,000 years ago, when Jesus died on the cross, everybody died. The provision is made. It means, that, it means that you and I died with Jesus on that cross. This is grace. It means that you don't have to experience death. Oh, come on. You don't have to experience death. You must understand that the way Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Anyone who wants to go to the Father must go through me. So Jesus is the way to heaven. Death is not the way to heaven. Powerful. I know, I know, people have told you that when you die, where would you go? Trust me, death is not something that you should look for. Why? Because one person died. If one man died, then all died. Everyone died. All of humanity died. This is the provision you don't have to experience. So when you believe Jesus, you, you enter into his death. You enter into his burial and you enter into his resurrection. So now if Jesus died and he has a new body, that means if you died, you also have a new body. This is the power of grace. All right. So let's read on. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus. That if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. This is very powerful. That if you believe Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and if you've received him as your Lord and Savior, right? Jesus died for you. Jesus died for all humanity, even before they accepted him and received him as their Lord and Savior. In fact, before they received him as Lord and Savior, they had already died. The provision of death was already made. But he's saying, if Christ has died for you and you have died, it's no longer you who lives. He's, he's, Paul is saying this, that, that you no longer live for yourself, but you live for him. Which means our, our purpose in life is not to become a great businessman. Our purpose in life is not to become, oh, well, I want to become a minister. I want to do this and I want to do that. No, no. In the new covenant, our purpose in life is to be transformed into the image and likeness of the son, the new creation. Not even Jesus of Nazareth, the new creation. This is very powerful if you get it. Now, verse 16 is very, very important. Very important in grace. Therefore, from now on, when, after we have all died and we have a new body, okay? And now when we're living for Christ, we're no longer living for ourselves. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Oh, very powerful. No one. We regard no one according to the flesh. There is no separation now. In grace, there is no Jew, no Greek, no Gentile, no black, no, no whites, no green, no yellow, nothing. There is no separation between humanity. This, if people get this today, there will be no issues at all. There will be no wars and no fighting and absolutely nothing. We must understand that, that God loves all of humanity. All colors God loves. 
It's not one type of life that matters. It's all life that matters. To God, all life matters. And we must understand what he's trying to say here. That we don't regard anyone according to the flesh. Which means we don't look at people according to their sins. We don't treat them according to their sins. We don't treat them according to the flaws of the old man. In fact, if I want somebody to change around me, I've got to see them the way Christ sees them. I've got to see them according to the new man. I've got to see them uh, glorified. I've got to see them according to Jesus. You've got to see Jesus in people. You've got to call out the greatness in people. And Paul is saying, we do not regard anyone according to the flesh. Now, pay attention to this one. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. This, in my opinion, is Paul's mic drop moment in the Bible. <laughs> he, he just, he, I can just imagine him just saying this and just dropping the mic and saying, Mamba out. <laughs> Literally, I mean, he's just saying, I do not... We do not, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, which means John, the, the disciples, all of them had touched the glory of God. They touched Jesus. They, they saw him. They, 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 they saw him bleed on the cross. They were there when, when he did all the miracles and, and he said he was the son of God. He, he, he did all of those things. But, but right now, right now, in this moment, in this scripture, Paul is saying, that even Jesus, we don't consider according to the flesh. Why? Because who Jesus is today is not like the man Jesus that walked the streets of Galilee. Who Jesus is today, he's risen and exalted, he's powerful. At the name of Jesus, mountains melt like wax. Just at the name of Jesus. He's so powerful. This new creation, Jesus, is so powerful that he has all authority in heaven, heaven and on earth. This is the first species that has ever had power in heaven and on earth at the same time. This is so powerful. If you only understand that when I'm talking about Jesus, I'm talking about you. Just let it sink. This is grace. This is a grace revelation. God has made the provision for it. He's made the provision for you to step into this new creation. For in fact, in fact, when you receive Jesus as a Lord and Savior, He already made the provision for you. It's just that we have to allow our minds to be renewed. We've been thinking, I need to be, I need to, be a, I need to become a disciple of Jesus. Yeah, sure. We look at the disciples and, and we see that they remained disciples who became apostles. They did not become sons of God. God is calling you and I to an upgraded version of their life. The upgraded version is that now we are sons of God. We are co-heirs with Christ. We've inherited God. When we walk the streets, we're not just normal human beings that, that all of creation responds to. We're a new creation. My God, can you imagine when you walk into a hospital and, 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 a, and a person is sick, you know that that person is sick because their sickness is crying out to you for redemption. He's saying that body, their body is crying out to you for redemption, saying, heal me because you have the power to heal me. Just like Jesus when he walked on the streets. It's just so powerful the new creation body very powerful it's a phenomenal body ladies and gentlemen let me let me give you some examples when jesus resurrected and he came back to his disciples the disciples were all scared they were all fearful they were all they were feeling sad jesus walked through the walls and he came to them in the room and he revealed himself and they touched him. Which means the new creation can't be touched. He ate something. Which means the new creation eats. This is my favorite part. <laughs> but we must understand that the second time Jesus appears to the disciples, 
he, he, he well, the second time when Jesus uh, meets the disciples, he doesn't walk through the wall. He just appears in the room. And he says, peace, be still. <laughs> and there was peace in the room. All that anxiety just stopped because Jesus said, he appeared and he said, peace, be still. Can you imagine walking down the, the road with the two disciples to Emmaus? Jesus changed his appearance. I'm talking about the new creation. This is the possibility for us. This is, this is just the little glimpses. He changed his appearance and he was teaching them. And when they did communion, the Bible says their eyes were opened to see Jesus for who he was. And they begged him to stay. Come on, this is powerful. You must understand, the resurrected Jesus, the one who has the, he's the new creation, he has the new creation body, stood on, a, on the shore of the Sea of Galilee and he spoke to the disciples. Can you imagine that? No loudspeaker. He did not have a, a sound system. He did not have social media. Let me send them a WhatsApp message. Let me send them a video of what I want them to do. He stood on the shore. Just imagine the power, the power, the power that resonated from his voice began to cause all the fish in that sea to begin to jump into the boat. You must understand, jump into the nets. You must understand how all of creation responds to the new creation. This is very, very powerful, ladies and gentlemen. A new creation being the species is not like human beings. We're different. We're different. When Jesus stood on the shore and they saw the disciples struggling to fish, he just spoke, hey guys, turn your, put your nets on the other side. He just spoke. They heard his voice. He, they were probably in the middle of the ocean and they heard him on the shore. That in itself is supernatural. He, he projected his voice to where the disciples were. Wow, that's powerful. And they obeyed him. And all the fish that was in that, the water began to climb into the, the nets because a new creation gave a word. But the beauty about this is that what Christ could do after his death, burial, and resurrection and, and revealing to the disciples this new creation body, he did it because he overcame by the power of the Spirit and the grace of God, he overcame sin and death in the grave. But you must understand that the disciples did not die to experience the new creation. The disciples did not die. They received the power of the Holy Spirit. You must understand, the book of Romans says that, that um, the, the same Spirit, Romans chapter 8, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and gives life to your mortal bodies. So as you be, begin to behold this resurrected Jesus, this Jesus that is unlimited, this Jesus that, that death cannot uh, impact, that sickness cannot impact, as you begin to behold him, as your mind in grace begins to get renewed by it, God begins to manifest, gives you the grace by the power of the Holy Spirit to begin to manifest the body of Christ in your body. This is extremely powerful. Extremely powerful. But the disciples, they just believed Jesus when he said to them, wait, we just finished Pentecost. He said, just wait in that room and the Holy Spirit would come. And that same spirit that raised him from the dead came and began to dwell in the human body. And the Holy, when the Holy Spirit began to fill the human body, it be, as the mind began to get renewed, the provision of the new creation body began to get manifested in the disciples. Extremely powerful. Let me give you some examples. When Peter, the Bible says that Peter's shadow began to heal the sick. That's powerful. 
powerful. We don't, we don't see Jesus doing that. But we see Peter doing it. Why? It's because it's the progression. Progression. We see, we see Peter, uh, we see Paul and Silas in prison. And supernaturally, my God, a new creation being is held in chains in prison. Heaven begins to move on your behalf. The, the, as they began, the new creation began to praise God, the, there was an earthquake. The earth began to resonate. Stop holding a new creation being. They're not meant to be in prison. They're meant to be free. Oh, this is powerful. And that, that's when the, the, the prison, the chains begin to fall. The, but, but the new creation didn't want to run out of prison. They didn't want to stay. Peter... People, when Peter began to walk the streets, even he did not know that he was being set free because his mind wasn't renewed. But when the angel left him and he was on the street, he knew that he had an encounter with God. This is, his body began to move in different ways. He came out of prison and he stood at the door. He's knocking on the door. He's like, hey, open the door for me. I'm here now. Stop praying for me. I'm right here. Your prayers are answered. I'm right here. And they couldn't believe that this was Peter. They thought this was Peter's angel that came to visit them. So which means there's something that shifted. When we look at Jesus, Jesus revealed a glimpse of the new creation on the Mount of Transfiguration. He was, when he went up with John, uh, Peter, James, and John, and, and he said, the Bible says that, and he began to manifest. He began to transfigure before them. And his face became as bright as the sun. My goodness, this is, this is a revelation of the new creation. You look, at, you look at this man called Philip. Philip was a guy who was just, who was an evangelist, who was just doing evangelism, preaching the gospel. And the angel of the Lord comes to him and says, I want you to go down this road. And as he starts going down this road, he says, hey, I want you to preach the gospel to this man in this chariot. So he starts running. It's a chariot, not a bullock cart. It's a chariot, which means it has horses and it's going fast. And Philip, God begins to fill him supernaturally. This New creation being began to run as fast as the chariot. In fact, he's running with the chariot and he's having a conversation with the guy in there. He's listening to him read the book of Isaiah and he says, hey, what are you reading while he's running? He's running after the, with the chariot, keeping up with the chariot and he's speaking to this guy. And he preaches the gospel to him. He explains the scriptures to him. And they stop the chariot. And, and while, sorry, while he's running, he's like, hey, you need to get baptized. And so they stop the chariot on the side of the road. Immediately they see a, uh, some water. Where did that come from? Boom, new creation. According to the need, he will provide. And so now he takes this man. He baptizes this man. And, he, and then before that man's eyes, he vanishes. Come on, this is, this is in the Bible. I'm not even talking about stories of people nowadays. We're talking about stories from the Bible. We're instances in the Bible where without experiencing death, they're experiencing the new creation man. They're experiencing this manifest son. Their stories were so famous that people wrote about them. This is phenomenal. It says that the disciples had the handkerchiefs. People would ask for their hankies. Why? Because the new creation, the clothes that you wear begin to carry the glory of God. Can you imagine if your clothes can carry the glory of God, the power of God, and it heals the sick? Why are we not stepping into this? Why are we not stepping into this grace? Why are we not manifesting this grace? God has made this available, ladies and gentlemen, for you and me. And in me, our minds need to be renewed according to the new creation. Not just the Bible, not just, not just everything from the Old Testament, the New Testament. Yes, all of it is the word of God. But God is encouraging us. He's positioning us to say, can you see me as I am today? If you can see me as I am today, I've made the provision for you to become as I am today. This is very, very powerful. But this progression in our life does not happen because we decide. Like today, I'm a new creation. No, it doesn't happen like that. It happens, you begin to manifest 
the new creation when your mind begins to get renewed with revelation of the new creation. That's very important for you to understand. As your mind gets renewed, your body begins to reveal the new creation. I want us to um, um, understand this, that Jesus in the Gospels, I think it's Mark chapter 2, he talks about wine and wine skins. And he says this, he says, no one takes new wine and puts it in old wine skins. If they do it, the wine skins will, be, will burst and the wine and the wine skins will be ruined. In fact, you need to take new wine and put it in new wine skins. But God has made a provision. He's not a, he's not a bad God. He's already made a provision for you to experience the new wineskin. He's already done it for you. But the renewal of the mind positions you to manifest or, or allow yourself to, to allow the new creation to begin to form in your life. He says, put on Christ. Take off your old self and put on Christ. It just takes a second for your mind to be renewed. You just have to let go of the old mindset and take on the mind of Christ. And when you do that, when the Holy Spirit is poured into you, my goodness, it begins to change your life. You must understand, the wine does not make the wineskin, but the wineskin enables the wine to mature on the inside of it. Very powerful. So the word of God comes to recreate your wineskin. He takes the, he removes the old and he gives you a brand new wineskin. That happens by the renewing of your mind. So when the Holy Spirit comes and dwells on the inside of you, now the Holy Spirit dwells in the body, the new body of Christ. Oh, this is powerful. This is very powerful. I wish I was in my church. They would have been screaming right now for, because we understand this revelation. The new creation is who we are. We are the new creation in Christ Jesus. And when God poured out his spirit upon all flesh and you received the Holy Spirit, now the Holy Spirit over, over a period of time begins to mature. He begins to get, he begins to get powerful on the inside of you. And then when he begins, when God begins to pour you out into the world, you reveal a mature glory that all of creation is looking for. All of creation is looking for the mature sons of God. We must understand that the word of God that renews our mind, the nature of the word is that it's progressive. When I talk about the wine being, getting mature, I'm talking about the word of God. Jesus says that my word is spirit and it is life. So the word of God comes to, to reveal or to, as he renews your mind, he, he, he begins to reveal the new creation, but also the word of God is the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. He is the spirit. But you must understand his nature, the nature of the word is that it's progressive. I want you to go to uh, Isaiah chapter 55. It's one of my favorite chapters or the books in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 55. And we'll read verse 10 and 11. Right. Verse 10 says this. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven... And do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I send it. This is very powerful. So God is using, again, he's using the natural things to describe the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, or the way he works. 
And he says, as the rain comes down, the rain and the snow come down from heaven. Now the rain and the snow both become water, but at the same time they have two different expressions. But it all starts by God speaking a word. He speaks a word and it comes down as rain or as snow, but it comes with a purpose. It comes to water the ground so that the plants begin to produce seed. Seed for what? Seed for the farmer to sow and for the person who's hungry to eat. So the end result of it is that God wants to, you to be fruitful and multiply and be replenished. So the intention for God, every time he releases a word, is for you to be blessed. But you must understand the maturing nature of God. So he says, so shall it be. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. So he's comparing his word to rain and snow that comes down to the earth and waters the ground so that the ground now begins to manifest plants that give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Okay, so he begins to say this because he's describing the progressive nature of his word. We, when we look at Jesus, Jesus was the spoken word that became flesh. But he was the seed that was sown into a woman, into Mary's womb. And when he was sown into Mary's womb, she, he, the seed in Mary's womb began to grow by itself. And then when Jesus was born, he, 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 there was a progression in his life. Jesus never did the same miracles the same way twice in scripture. There was always a progression. The word of God is very progressive. But at the end result, God's intention for man is that man would be transformed into the image and likeness of the new creation. That's why he sent his word. It's It's progressive. Every time we receive the word of God into our lives, the word comes into us only to regene us into the new creation. He has already made the provision for it, but he, it comes to manifest. When, when the word of God comes, it comes like rain and like snow. The Bible says it, that, that when it rains, it rains on the wicked, on the just and the unjust. Which, which means when God speaks a word, all of creation hears the word. But the sons of God are the ones who are good ground, who receive the word into them. And every time you receive the word into you, now it goes into your heart, into your mind, and it begins to have a, it begins its journey on the inside of you. For the, the one who has the purpose of sowing the seed, he receives seed. But to the one who was hungry, he received bread. And Jesus, when he was being tempted in the, in the wilderness by the devil, uh, the, the devil came to him and said, hey, why don't you make, turn these stones into bread? And Jesus prophesies, he, he, he speaks a word from the book of Deuteronomy and he says, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, Jesus, that 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 quote of Jesus was, was actually taken out from, from the context of Exodus chapter 16 where the, where, the, where the Israelites were complaining about Aaron and, and Moses and they were like, hey listen, we could have died a good death in Egypt by eating the bread in Egypt and our stomachs were full. Here we're starving to death. So God gives them, Moses a word and says, I'm going to rain down bread from heaven. But when it did happen, it wasn't bread, it was seed. God sent manna from heaven and the Israelites were meant to go every morning and pick up these, these seeds and they were meant to grind it and they were make, meant to eat bread. Now you must understand the supernatural nature of the seed. The Israelites, Moses begins to tell them, hey listen, when you ate the manna from heaven, your bodies did not get sick. The clothes on your bodies did not wear out. Your feet did not swell. The shoes on your feet began to grow along with you. 
So what does that say? The progressive nature. Man was just looking for his stomach to be filled. He just needed a meal. And God, I'm hungry. Give me, a, give me a meal to eat. I just need some bread to eat. But when God speaks, he speaks a progressive word. He gave them seed that they could make bread out of. That bread was so supernatural that it protected their body from becoming sick. In fact, it protected their clothes from deteriorating. In fact, it protected their shoes from deteriorating. They were in the wilderness. God's word is so comprehensive that if you only understand and and receive this revelation of grace that it is progressive, then you will see that when you receive the word of God, your bodies are protected. The clothes that you wear are protected. The shoes that you wear are protected. Everything in your life gets impacted because of the progressive nature of God's word. But this revelation comes because you have the lens now of the new creation. You have the lens of grace. In grace, God's intention in his word, the final product is to make you, is to transform you, body, soul and spirit into the image and likeness of Jesus, the new creation. Now, the new creation man is faster than a human being. Christians are trying as much as possible to be good human beings. But the new creation does not have to be, does not have to try to be good. The nature of the new creation is that it is as good as God is good. The new creation does not strive to produce the fruit of the spirit. The new creation is always bearing fruit in season. And the fruit the new creation produces is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Very powerful. The new creation carries in them, if, if I were to use our words, in, in, in words that would relate to us, carries a technology that is faster than humanity. Carries a, it's an advanced state of creative technology that comes from God. Which means I'm not looking to man and I'm not looking for man to teach me man's ways please please understand this very carefully i'm not saying common knowledge is bad it's okay it'll help you in the world but when you talk about being transformed into the image and likeness of god there is no knowledge other than the knowledge of christ the new creation that you need in order to be in order to be transformed to receive this technology of the new creation where you can walk through walls where you can speak And things will begin to change. You're beginning to release the glory of God on the earth. Now, my question to you is which part of this progression of Christ do you believe in? Do you still believe that you're a sinner? (laughs) Do you still believe that you are a good Christian? Do you still believe that you are a human being? Or do you believe that you are a new creation in grace? 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and we'll read from verses 2 to 6. One of the words for new creation is that you are a novel, an epistle. A letter, a series of letters that is written and verse 2 says you are an episode written in our hearts known and read by all men clearly you're an episode of Christ ministered by us written not with ink but by the spirit of the living God 
not on tablets of stone but on tablets of flesh that is of the heart that word heart over there is the mind so what paul's trying to say is that hey listen this new creation you're an open book you're not hidden you're not trying to hide yourself you're not trying to uh, you you know you're not trying to hide yourself let me tell you something when you are in sin all your flaws are exposed but when you're in grace righteousness begins to reveal itself through you people don't see your flaws in grace people see christ in you which gives them a hope for glory and paul is trying to say hey listen you're an epistle you're you're a series of letters what is a series of letters now we watch netflix there's a series right so it's a it, you start with with an introduction and everybody gets to know hey what's who who plays what role and who does what who's the villain who's the hero who's the side hero who, all that kind of stuff we we get to know all the characters in the first episode and as the episode the episodes increase the plot begins to you know you begin to understand what the purpose of that series is what what is the story all about in the same way your life uh, when you receive jesus as your lord and savior and you become a new creation you become an episode you become a series that people watch you become from the day you get saved you're an open book and people are like oh wow this is who he is wow this is who she is man that's amazing these are all the characters in their life wow I can see Christ in this person from day 1. He goes on to say this. Verse 3. Clearly you're an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh that is of the heart. You when whenever we receive the word of God, you must understand this now. Whenever we receive the word of God into our lives, we are not receiving the works of man. We are receiving instructions or the renewing of the mind that happens because of the spirit of God. When we when our mind is renewed by the word of God, the spirit of God rewrites our DNA. When he rewrites our DNA it begins to transform us according to the divine nature of Abba. Then all of creation begins to see the divine nature of Abba in us. You must understand all of creation has been seeing Adam and the sins of Adam in all of humanity. They recognize that. but they know all of creation the trees the 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 fields the, the mountains the hills the birds the animals all of them are used to the sin nature of adam in humanity but they know on the inside there's a deep desire on the inside of them that god has put for this new species to be revealed and it's only when your mind is renewed according to grace according to the revelation of the new creation that all of creation now begins to recognize there's something different about you they don't recognize adam in you they recognize the creator in you this is very powerful they recognize their creator in you why is because in in him all things were created in and through and by him the word of god when you have the word of god on the inside of you and the holy spirit begins to renew your mind he writes he writes in your mind and whatever he writes he 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 whatever he writes in your mind begins to redefine your dna and it transforms you it begins to reveal a, it transforms the wine skin and it begins to manifest the wine skin in your life all of creation recognizes the wine skin recognizes the new creation body he goes on to say this and we have such trust through christ towards god not that we are insufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves 
It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives. But our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers. Here we go. We are now become ministers of the new covenant. This new covenant, ladies and gentlemen, is not made with you and me. This new covenant was made with Jesus Christ. God and Jesus have made a covenant together. It's called the new covenant. That new covenant is not made with you and me. But when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, I don't I've never earned righteousness, but he has. When I believe Jesus and I receive him as my Lord and Savior, I am I'm grafted into Christ. When I'm grafted into Christ now, whatever is Christ belongs to me. Verse 6 says this again. Who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. You must understand what Paul is saying here. He's saying all of creation are used to or they understand the nature of Adam they understand the sin of Adam but they also understand the law that God instituted that God brought through Moses and everybody who has been living under Adam or living under the law all of creation has been responding to them because there is a glory that they've been revealing that is fading away and then they know they recognize Adam they recognize the law in people But when you and I understand grace that we are in grace God has given us a he's he's given us a new creation body that this body is not according to the letter but it's according to the spirit it's not a you you're not going out there because hey listen God told me that's why I am doing it no the spirit renews your mind when he renews your mind he rewrites the code your dna code when he rewrites your code then it you naturally begin to manifest the nature of abba the nature of jesus the glory of jesus to all of creation and that is what all of creation is longing for that is what your boss longs for in the office he longs for a a person that will constantly manifest glory in the office rather than a just a, a one time hit you know we 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 listen to songs that are one hit wonders we're looking god the new creation is not a one hit wonder we're constantly producing glory and ever increasing glory which means the glory that i produce today for all of creation for my boss for my work for my for my family for my for my kids when i'm beginning to manifest this glory tomorrow it increases even more this is a powerful revelation for us because our code when our dna has been rewritten with the with the word of god ladies and gentlemen you can never go back to who you were wow this is powerful just like the rain and the snow come down from heaven never goes back the word of god comes on the inside of you he rewrites your mind with his spirit and that word does not go back to god until it accomplishes what god has sent it to do what is god what does god want to do through his word in your life he wants to transform your life He wants to transform your body so you begin to experience the provision that he has already made for you with the new creation body that is in Christ. Christ has a phenomenal body seated in heaven. And when Jesus says let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, what he's trying to say to all of mankind is that hey listen God has already made a provision. The model is Jesus Christ. The body is Jesus Christ. And when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and your mind begins to get renewed, you now begin to manifest the body of Christ. The body of Christ that is now in heaven on earth. This is the will of the Father. that you would manifest Christ 
the new creation. The word comes, the progressive nature of the word comes to from a seed to the new creation man. This is our identity. This is our purpose. This is the character of the new creation. We've been trying to do what Jesus of Nazareth did. I want to do the miracles that Jesus did. You know, listen to me. There was only one Pentecost. Pentecost never happens every year. That experience of the Holy Spirit coming and filling all of humanity, filling the 12, the 120 disciples that were in the upper room, it never happened again. You know why? Because God did not want to do it again. He knew that once he creates, he, he creates a new creation in, the, in the, the, the disciples, they will begin to recreate new disciples. They will begin to create new creation. As the word begins to go out, as you begin to speak the word, as you begin to testify, people's minds will be renewed by God's word, their DNA code will be rewritten and they will begin to manifest this new creation on earth as it is in heaven. So in closing, I want to, I want to read verse 6 again. He says, Who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. This is the covenant that God has with Jesus. We're ministers of this covenant. Every time we talk about the covenant God has with Jesus, he's saying not of the letter, the letter that, that God gave to Moses, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. The progressive nature of God's word carries the intention of God. That from a seed form to the new creation form, the purpose, he reveals the purpose of the new creation. And the purpose of the new creation is to give life. Give life to all of creation. All of creation, you know, I've never met a human being that does not want to live. Even though they may say, you know, I can't wait to go to heaven and I can't wait for the angels to come. The day they get sick, the first thing they run to is the doctor. Why? It's because they have a desire to live. Everybody, all of creation wants to live. Have you, have you seen an animal going into a slaughter? The guy is crying, doesn't want to die. The plants that are so happy in the ground don't want to be plucked up and made a salad on your plate. <laughs> but all of creation longs to live. There's a desire in, in, in humanity to become divinity. There's a desire for all of creation to experience the divinity that is in the new creation. It is the new creation. It's the wineskin. Bam! It's the wineskin of the Holy Spirit. It's the wineskin the new creation body that has the ability to give life and life in all its abundance. So I want to pray for you today that this week you will not get offended by this message but in fact you will receive a revelation of grace. That this grace you will look forward to becoming, to manifesting the new creation. You look forward to, to manifesting this new creation to all of creation. That you won't be just satisfied with, with just humanity. But in fact, you will be satisfied with divinity. I bless you and I declare God's abundant life over you. You will live, you will prosper in abundance in Jesus' name. Bless you.